and welcome back to the Father Daughter Book Club. Today I'm joined by. Of course, I'm the father, Chris. And I am the daughter, Kalia. And today we'll be reading, or excuse me, we'll be discussing. Wonder by R.J. Palacio. It's such a good book, and it's gotten very good praises. And it was actually Book of the Year for Claremont in, I believe, 2014. Yeah, I'm so not it's, sure, it's, but I believe so. It's a book that's won a bunch of awards. So a little bit about the book. As we mentioned, it's by R.J. Palacio. It was published February 14th, 2012. Mm. It was oh, a yeah. New York Times bestseller. Yes. It won the 2015 Mark Twain Award. Whoa. And it also won a bunch of state awards, like it won some awards in Texas and Vermont and Maine, just a bunch of different places. So it's... Yeah. It's been a well-received book. It's only been out since 2012, so only a fi- only five years old yet. Yeah. It's um already at the top of just about every single suggestion for kids your age to yes. read. So it's a great book. Um, I've read this book so many times, and I love it each time I read it. I finally got a chance to read it, and that's why we were we're discussing it today. Because, as you mentioned, you've read it so many times. You've done a couple of different uh, classroom uh, yeah. projects on it. And so yes. I thought, uh, I figured since this is the father-daughter book club, I may as well go ahead and read this book. You just got done reading it in class. And so I thought it would be a good time to talk about it together since you've yeah. talked about it in class and we can talk about it together. Uh, before we get on to that discussion, though. There will be Spoilers. Always beware of spoilers. If you haven't read this book yet and you want to read it before you hear us discuss it. It's such a must read. You have to read it. Go to your library. Go to your nearest bookstore. Grab an ebook on Kindle or however you prefer reading books. Go ahead and grab this one, Wonder by R.J. Palacio, and read it before listening to this podcast. We'll be discussing the whole book. Uh, We might split this podcast into two parts. Yeah. So before you listen to either part, go ahead and grab your copy and read along. Or if you just like to hear us talk about it, you don't have to read beforehand. But if you don't want any spoilers, make sure you read it first. Yes. If you're not concerned about spoilers, well then carry on. Keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I, I found this synopsis on Goodreads. Oh, and I actually think I know it because I've seen that synopsis. It's actually in the cover of the book, too. Oh, it's the one that's on the inside of the book? Yes. All right, so why don't you go ahead and read that one for us, Kalia? Ten-year-old Aggie Pullman, who was born with extreme facial abnormalities and was not expected to survive, goes from being homeschooled to entering fifth grade at a private middle school in Manhattan, which entails during the taunting and fear of his classmates as he struggles to be seen as another, just another student. But in my other copy, I have two copies. I believe this synopsis is different in the other book, and I believe that's the one that you got. All right, so the synopsis, we'll read them both then. It's pretty similar to what you just said. Actually, I think I like the one you just read better than this. It says, August Pullman was born with a facial deformity, that prevented him from going to a mainstream school until now. He's about to start fifth grade at Beecher Prep, and if you've ever been the new kid, then you know how hard that can be. Yes. 
The thing is, Augie's just an ordinary kid with an extraordinary face. But can he convince his new classmates that he's just like them, despite appearances? Yeah, I believe my other copy has that one. Okay. What else would you like to talk about? We're going to go about this discussion a little bit differently than we have in the past. We're not yeah. going to go through the chapter by chapter discussion. Because there's so many chapters. Plus, this book has a completely different take on it because there's not just, it's not chapters, it's different perspectives. It's split into parts and chapters within those parts. Um, but because you've read this entire book many, many times, yes. uh, it doesn't make sense for us to go through it chapter by chapter, per se. But we'll go through and try and hit a lot of the major questions and the major themes. Um, I have some questions for you. I'm sure you have some questions for me. And then once we're done with each other's questions, then we can get to the discussion questions provided by RJ Palacio, Palacio on her website. Yes. All right. So let's get discussing. All right. So we read, we had those uh, real quick synopsises that we read out before, but I would like to go a little bit more into detail. So could you tell us what the book's about? Well, the book, like you said, is about Augie Pullman, and it's also about friendship and bullying, not just about getting used to new, to a new environment, but it's pretty much about him, his family, and his friends at school, and his life in school, and in my opinion, this book is about... Augie Pullman, who's entering fifth grade and has never been in a school before because he was always homeschooled. And then there's this kid named Julian who was a bully to him. He was really mean. And he kind of started this kind of like an aversion to him. And people just started following along because he was kind of the popular kid, I guess. So people thought, well, yeah, his face is weird, and, you know. And then they also talk about kids who, despite his his appearance, were able to go up and talk to him and be friendly and nice to him. And then later on at the end of the book, everyone else seems to get used to him more and isn't mean to him anymore, which... I really enjoyed the ending because mm -hmm. people started to appreciate him more as a person and not just his look and his deformed face. But I don't like the word deformed, but his abnormal face, I'll say. It's tough to avoid the word deformed uh, to, to describe him. So let's let's talk a bit about Augie and, and why he looks the way he looks. Okay, so there's definitely a chapter in the book where, like, there's a chapter in the book that the doctors, like, use to try and explain how his face turned out. It's, like, mandibulofacial dystosis and another other thing that just kind of combined together and made this big super thing. And a bunch of other stuff went wrong. But each point parents had to carry the gene in order for him to look the way he looks yeah that's an important piece right it turns out that each of his parents carry this recessive gene yes 
And they go in the book, they talk about the odds of a person having, you know, those genes and then the odds of two people um, having two people who have the gene getting together are like, you know, really, really slim. And then they talk about the odds of those two people having a baby and then that recessive, those two recessive genes being dominant in the baby. And that's even huge, you know, know. we learned that Via also has it, too. Right, so she has but, like, she has the marker in her. It's just turned off. That's what we mean by recessive yes. gene, right? So it turns out that both of the the parents both have it, and it's turned off in them. They, Via has it, Via has but it. it's turned it's, off in her. It's turned off in her. But for August, it was turned on. Turned on when we say Via, it's a sister. Yes, okay, right. Via Olivia, sister. Right. And so, as a result of him having those genes turned on, um, his face. Things aren't where they're supposed to be, essentially. Like his <laughs> eyes are much lower on his, his head than they're supposed to be. He doesn't really have a jaw. He didn't have a chin, right? They had to surgically implant a bone from his hip into, into his chin so that he has more of a chin. line across. Right. His his cheekbones aren't really there. You know, like he doesn't have he doesn't have ears. He says that they're little pieces of pizza dough smashed onto the side of his head. Right. So he's got all of these differences. I don't even know how to explain it, but, you know, we can set his appearance aside. But the reason why this book was written was because of his appearance and the fact of people's appearance on how that can influence their life. Yeah, so the the condition that August has is rare. So rare. And you may not uh, uh, come across someone who has that particular condition in your life, in real life. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that there are people who, who have conditions, whether it's, uh, you know, they might, I forget what it's called, but the thing that makes your skin splotchy. Oh, yeah. Right, or or they might. I heard of that, uh, but I don't remember what it is. You know, or they might be an albino, or they might have alopecia, which means they don't grow hair. There's a lot of different conditions that people have that cause people to stare or to gasp when they see them. You know, look away. Look away. It just so happens that Augie has like all of these things combined, and so he, yeah. he's he's this. Uh, Except he has hair, and they grow. He, he does have hair, right? Yeah. He, so he's got. He's- but he's what I'm saying is, long hair. yeah. What I'm saying is, he's just got a bunch of different things that had to happen in order to create him. Yes. Okay. So, um, that's Augie. He's our main character. He's the protagonist. Uh, wh- what do you think of him as a person? I think that he grows so significantly throughout this book, and. That the people that he meets at his school play such a big role in that. One of the first things that we find out in the book is that Augie's been homeschooled his whole life, his whole life, uh, because he had to go through surgeries. surgeries, and it basically his he was never healthy enough to attend school full time. But by the time he reaches this age, um, he's had probably his last major surgery, and so now he's physically able. To go to school and so his parents talk to him about actually going to school and he doesn't want to go right yeah he's opposed to the idea but at the end of the book he says thank you for making me to go to school yeah i think 
Because school was the main thing that grew him up so much. Yeah, there's a point at the beginning where he was really at, jazzed about it, too. He he was enjoying himself at school. And despite it being difficult yeah. and kind of him being an outcast at the beginning, he was still enjoying it. He, he wasn't knew going he to... was going to like it, and then later on he didn't like it. And, like, it was kind of off and on about him wanting to go to school. There was some drama, he had some problems, and then he didn't want to go to school anymore. But then they they made him go back, and and he was able to find his groove again. And and at the end of it... He really enjoyed going to school. I think one of the most important uh, things in this... Well, maybe not the most, one of the most important, but one of the things that I, I enjoyed about August... Is that he? He's well. First of all, he's very attentive. He notices when people notices him. Yeah. And, and he notices when people try not to notice him. So he he sees all this stuff. But overall, when people uh, stare at him or or try not to make eye contact with him, he pretends like he doesn't notice. He pretends that he doesn't notice. But I think internally we we learn that he he does notice, but it doesn't impact his overall mood. Yeah. Right, like he's able to he's move been used past to it, it his yeah. whole life. So. He's dealt with it. Uh, he knows how to make fun of himself. There's that incident where the girls were playing with some kind of doll, right? Yeah, an ugly doll. Yeah, it's called an ugly doll. And August says, "Ooh, did you hear? Yeah. Guys, hear that the the maker used me as the model for that doll." And then, like the girl Maya who was playing with it was like, "What?" Yeah, they weren't sure if he was joking at first, but once they understood, like, you know, he gave like, him a little he's smile. Lacking, like, you know, he gave him a little smile. Like, he's like, joking about it. I was it. joking. You can laugh. And yeah. she's like, you're so it's funny, so funny right? August. So he's, he, and he constantly. Makes, oh, remember that time? He doesn't take, right. With the eighth grader. Um, the eighth grader was running and he picked him up and then he was like, whoa. And then Jack and Augie were so. We're laughing about it the whole history. Right, because the eighth grader hadn't seen him yet. Yeah. And was in a rush somewhere and bumped into August and got a look at his face and was like, whoa. And then just kind of went about his way. And and see, but see, August, it takes a special kind of a person to be able to deal with that and still have a good mood. And, and I think he's a real. recognize that. Yeah. At the end of the book, they recognize how strong he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so that's our main character, but uh, who was your favorite character in the book? Honestly, I don't really know, but I either think Jack or Summer. Okay, so tell us about Jack and Summer. Well, Jack and Summer, well, Jack is one of the kids that got asked to kind of like, help August move around in middle school because he has never been in a school before. So, Jack is one of the kids who was kind of asked to befriend him, but not, like, just, like, be nice to him and stuff. And he actually started to enjoy hanging out with August, although other people didn't. And Summer was a girl who was, like, who noticed that he was sitting all alone People were talking about him because they didn't know about this person. Like, he's new and his face is kind of weird. And they were kind of making fun of him. So she just was being nice, went to that table and sat down. 
and ate with them and ate with him and that started being their thing and they became really great friends just like with Jack and Augie. So I feel like the theme why I really like that is because these are people who were brave enough to befriend Augie even though people kind of like kind of were trying to stay away from them. Like their friends kind of didn't really want to hang out with them because he would because they would hang out with August. And yeah, I feel like I like them because they were brave enough to befriend Augie, even though people didn't. Yeah, that's um, one of the things that both of them said, uh, both August, uh, excuse me, both Jack and Summer, was that at first, you know, of course, Jack was doing it because he was forced to. Well, he wasn't forced, but... Oh, not forced, right. He wasn't forced, but he was convinced to do it by his mom. Yeah. And and then Mr. Tushman, the headmaster, maybe not headmaster, but... He, middle school director. The middle school director. He made sure that Jack and, and August had a lot of the same classes, that they were able to sit next to each other. So they, it was kind of arranged so that the two of them could hang out. Because he noticed that Jack was particularly nice to Augie. But even though he didn't want to hang out with August at first, he eventually learns, like, August, August is just a cool kid. and He, he even says it himself. And he, he enjoys, he enjoys hanging, out. hanging out with Augie. Right. And the same thing with Summer. Summer initially just came over to sit down with August because she felt kind of bad that he had to sit there alone. And when people were making fun of him, you know? And so she went over there just to kind of be nice. But then she, too, eventually learns that August is a cool kid and that she and she wants to hang out with him, too. So uh, both of those characters end up getting more than what they bargained for, I think, when they initially... Went to good. hang out with August. Yeah. Who is your favorite character in the book? You know, I would have to say it. it's Mr. Pullman. <laughs> August's dad. <laughs> oh, you know what that because that kind of makes sense because you're a dad and he's a dad and also I think that he's just a really funny dude he's really yeah, he, funny he, he provides a lot of the comic relief um, he's able to get his kids to laugh even in the most saddest situations one though that did not happen. That almost made me cry when I keep reading it. Every time I read it, it keeps me... I really want to cry every time I read it. But, okay. You're about to cry now, huh? Yes. <laughs> Just thinking about it. I, I'm assuming you're talking about when their dog dies. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's so Easy. sad. Yeah, this, this whole book is pretty emotional. It goes through some pretty uh, big swings. There's some really happy moments that make you cry out of happiness and joy and there's some points that are just really sad like this one that uh make you cry because you feel bad for the characters yes. it does both that's what makes it such a good book you know we've kind of talked about uh, a bunch of different characters. One of the things that I thought was really interesting in the way this story is told 
is that we we were able to get a first person perspective from many different characters. Yes. Obviously, Augie is our main character, so we hear the most from him. But Palacio, what she did was sprinkle in other characters to get their viewpoints, to so that we can get an understanding of, of, of what they're feeling and and what they're going through, um, being kind of in Augie's orbit. Right? You know what surprised me though? What's that? That they didn't include the parents, but they included Miranda and Justin. Yeah, she didn't include any adult perspectives, right? No. We just get the children's perspective, and I think she did that intentionally. I, I, I assume she just wanted to keep the first person to the children mm. and the kids in this story. Because, well, let me ask you, why do you think she decided to tell the story this way? Including the different perspectives. Because there are so many different people, and I feel like so many books, you only get one side, and it kind of feels like you don't know enough about the other characters and why they did what they did and what they're feeling because you want to know more about them. And then in this book, it's different because you get to see the other feelings and emotions and thoughts with these other characters and I really enjoy that because now we get to see a point in other people's lives and how they went through life and why they do things like they do and that's one of the reasons why I really like this book because some of the characters that we misunderstood we get a little more sense out of once we hear their perspective. There's this old saying I don't know if you've heard it before but it, it goes like this there are three sides to every story I've heard only two sides. (laughs) But in truth, well, there are three sides to every story. There's your side, there's my side, and then there's the truth. Hmm. And as you mentioned, in books, we generally only get one side of the story, whoever the protagonist is, right? We get their perspective, what they thought, um, how they interpreted somebody else's actions and behaviors. But we never really know, like you said, what really motivated the other person to do something. But in this book, uh, R.J. Palacio gives us that opportunity. Um, when we see like Jack and Augie have a falling out in the book. Yes. And we get Augie's perspective. And then we get Jack's perspective. And, and, when, and when we hear, but right, and when we hear Augie's perspective. It kind of makes us not like Jack anymore. Yeah, it seems like Jack's kind of a jerk. Right? Yeah. And then we hear Jack's perspective and why he really did what he did. And then it makes sense now. Right. And that's also the same with Via and Miranda. That's right. And also, here, I have something. What is similar between Miranda's and Via's perspective and Jack's and Augie's perspective? This was one of the discussions that we had in class and I feel like this is really interesting because it it's like there's so much that's similar between their friendships man that's a really good question and I think I will need more time to even think about it before I can give a complete answer you said what is the same what is similar between Via and Miranda's friendship and Jack and Augie's friendship well okay uh Via and Miranda have known each other a really long time, and they're really close, really tight. When they go to high school, they drift apart, 
and we don't fully know why. Um, but well, at the end of the book, they start to get closer, but I wish that she put in more with Miranda and Zia's friendship than just Augie yeah. and Jack. <laughs> um, I think it was important that we get um, a female perspective in this book, which is why we get both of theirs um, to kind of... And Summer's, but... Right. So, But it kind of changes the viewpoint. So Summer is an important character, but she doesn't have uh, another friend, uh, you know, that's separate from Augie, right? So we get her perspective of Augie, but with me, Via and Miranda, we get their interpretations of one another. And one of the things that is a really important subplot in this book is transitions. Yes. And Via and Miranda are transitioning into high school and going through a lot of changes as a result of that. And I think Miranda particularly gets caught trying to... Fit in. Trying to fit in and trying to get people to like her. When Via just stayed exactly the same. And it, and then in a way it's similar to Augie and Jack, but not quite. I think the misunderstandings that Via and Miranda have, because it's it's really lack of communication... Right, that they're uh, via kind of excuse me, Miranda told a little white lie. Yes, that kind of grew and grew about herself, but it made her not want to talk to Via because she didn't think Via would understand. So because they're not communicating about that, and because Miranda is busy trying to fit in, it leads to this falling out between them, and they don't ever really talk about it. But we see from Miranda's side that it's really just this thing that's kind of blown out of control for her because she still calls the house. She misses Augie. She misses Via. Um, she wants to still be friends with be her, friends, but just doesn't know how to do it, doesn't know how to manage it. And the same thing is happening with Jack, right, where he wanted to be at first. He wasn't sure about Augie, but then he wants to be his friend and all of a sudden Augie turns the cold shoulder on him and he doesn't know why. And it's and really he because remembers. it's but it's all this lack of communication. Um obviously he said some mean things about Augie, but he didn't really mean them. Yeah. And if he, he had if Augie had given him the opportunity to talk about it, then maybe they would have cleared up their mishap beforehand. So both of these groups, both of these Friendships. Friendships suffer from lack of communication. Fortunately, Jack and, and Augie are able to get back on track. But And as you said, Miranda and Via start to get back on track, but we don't see it yeah. come to full fruition. Also, though, something that happens is that they both, is that it kind of seems like Miranda and Jack are jealous of Via and Augie because... It seems like Miranda is jealous because she says that she has a dog named Daisy, lives in a really nice townhouse in Manhattan. Yeah, that's the white lie that she tells. And she has um, a deformed brother. And that kind of seems like she wants Via's life, and she even says that she misses Via's family. And it kind of seems like she's jealous of her. So this is interesting. Okay, so let's talk about this. From Via, we hear that 
throughout her entire life, people knows who she is because they of her brother. And they know that she has a, a brother who's deformed. And it draws a lot of attention to her, right? Well, imagine how that makes her friends feel. Her friends maybe get lost in that. They don't get enough attention for themselves. And so, yeah, maybe they, Miranda, maybe she is jealous of Via and the attention that she's gotten throughout their entire friendship, their whole lives. You know, Miranda's been around the family since she was six years old. But it seems like, but Via doesn't necessarily want all the attention. Well, okay. What I'm, I'm trying to explain Miranda's perspective. Okay. Okay. Um, You said that it's the good chance that she's jealous of Via and... I, I think your observation is correct, but I'm trying to help you understand why she might be jealous. Okay. Okay. And I think this is why, you know, when you're kind of in the shadow of your friend, you may, maybe you want to get out of that shadow. And that's like you said, when she, she goes off to summer camp and she pretty much tells everybody at summer camp that she has a Via's life. And guess what happens as a result of it? She gets all sorts of attention. She becomes the popular one. And that's probably never happened to her. She's never been popular. Right? I think Vivia even says that the three of them were never really uh, popular. the popular group at school. They were just kind of the middle of the road. M- middle of the road, right? Well, now all of a sudden, Miranda's popular and she likes it. And it's okay for kids to like to be popular. and and But for her, this is the only way she knew how to get that popularity, to get that attention, because this is what she's seen her friend go through. That's so, yeah, I I think that's a really interesting observation that you make about um, Miranda being jealous. But I think this is why she feels that way. And it also, this may be completely wrong, but I kind of feel like because um, Jack's parents don't necessarily give him the way how how Augie's parents have given Augie a really nice life. Like, he has a computer. Jack doesn't. Um, he has Halo. He has a TV in his room. His parents are there. They have a nicer house than he does. And it sort of seems like he's comparing his life to Augie's. Yeah, I don't. I agree. He's probably comparing it because that's what people do. But I don't think he's jealous. I, I didn't see him exhibit jealousy. Sure. I just saw him. Was it? Is it Jack, the one whose parents don't really tell him they love it, that they love him? That's Justin. That's Justin. Okay. Um, but with Jack, you know, he comes from uh, a family that just doesn't have the same amount of resources that Augie does. Augie does, or other kids in the school. You know, his parents have to work two and three jobs just to afford to send him to school. He right? used to have a car, but then he sold, but then they, they had, sold it. They had to sell their car because then he had a sibling who's going also, to the same school, right? It's expensive school. And and that's, that's all. I, I don't think that he's jealous. Maybe he, he wishes he had some of those things, but I don't think he's jealous of, of Augie in the same way that Miranda is jealous. True, but it also kind of seems like he definitely could be popular, but the reason why he's not is because he hangs out with Augie, and he told lies to fit in with the popular group, which is sim- which is very similar to 
Miranda. Yeah, so his arc, his story arc, is similar to Miranda's in that way. Um, it's important that he realized what he really wanted in the end, though, right? Like you said, it, for a little while there, he kind of hung out with the popular set and was okay with uh, Augie and him not being friends anymore. He's like, I don't need him. I got all these other people that I can I can hang out with. But he doesn't really like hanging out with them. And he actually enjoyed hanging out with Augie. So that's like the downside. Yeah, ultimately, he realizes that and that's like, and now it's all August's fault that he's now has to hang out with these people, even though he wants to hang out with August. But he's blaming August, and it seems like Jack blames a lot of people for things that happen. Well, not mm. really blame. No, I wouldn't say that. He he finds himself in a position uh, that he doesn't want to be in, and it he doesn't understand why he's in that position. Um, because he didn't know that August overheard him saying those mean things about him. But ultimately, he find, he, he finds the, I'll say the courage to get back his friendship with August. Because Augie didn't really try to continue to be friends with him. He didn't give Jack an opportunity to explain himself. But then when Julian was making fun of August, Jack stood up for him. Punched him. Punched him. <laughs> so that kind of bridged the gap between Jack and Augie again. Those are good good talking points, Kalia. Really good talking points. Thank you. Do you have any others? I, I don't know if these other... We've kind of talked around some of the questions that I had, so... Well, I just had a question for you. What do you think about Julian? So I felt that Julian was just the bully at first. But then I read the Julian chapter, which is not <laughs> yes. part of this book. Um, but that gives you a different like we've heard from the perspectives of all these other kids. And we don't hear from Julian in the main portion of this book. But then later on, I guess, as RJ Palacio included it in certain books. And this book just happens to have it. Well, not in certain books, but in certain editions. Yes. So this edition of the book has what's called the Julian chapter as kind of an addendum that helps us understand what's going on with Julian. And uh, after reading that, I, I started to like Julian a bit more because ultimately he grows to become a better person. But in this book, in Wonder... Not the Julian chapter. We... All we see of him... As the is, antagonist. He's just kind of the perfect antagonist. And he bullies... Augie, he bullies Jack. He seems like a boy who isn't empathetic. He is not understanding. All he wants to do is... Be popular. Be popular and put other people down. And so I I was kind of happy when his involvement in the story goes down. Right? Because there's a point in the book where... The entire sixth grade goes on. Fifth grade. Excuse me. The entire fifth grade goes on. The nature retreat. Retreat. But Julian isn't there. He got suspended. Well, we don't know that. We don't find that out until the Julian chapter. True. <laughs> right? So as I was reading it initially, um, we see that, you know, Julian, they, they say he's sick and he can't make the retreat. 
Or, no, they didn't say that, but he said that he thought that the whole thing was boring and he didn't want to go. Or something. Whatever it was. He didn't go, but that's kind of the last we hear of him. Kind of. Kind of the last. I mean, they, they mentioned him again a little bit, but for me, I was kind of happy. I, well, first of all, I'll say this. I was surprised they, that she didn't include the Julian chapter in Wonder. In the main book, yeah. Right? I it, was surprised, too. Because we get Jack, and we get Summer, and Miranda. And Via. And Via. And Justin. And just, like, and, you know, A bunch Miranda. of other people that, like, we don't really need. Like, we don't really need Justin. But it is significant, but we don't really need it. But like, they don't... I like Justin. He's I pretty do. cool. But... She doesn't include the Julian chapter. Why do you think that she doesn't? Well, I think for this book, uh, this book is about Augie and his growth and his story. And if you if she had included Julian chapter in it, it would have taken away from Augie's yeah. story. So it makes sense to me that she didn't include it. I was surprised that there wasn't something in there about Julian. But when we do get the Julian chapter, it's and pretty in-depth. If Also, if you don't get the Julian, the edition with the Julian chapter, there's an other book called Augie and Me, which has other characters in the book. And it includes the Julian chapter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the Julian chapter makes for a good book on his own not book but a short story on its own because it talks about his path and his trajectory and and during the summer shows how he was able to grow and and become better a better person uh without um that story taking away from august if you notice the other chapters the other perspectives that we get don't they just kind of add to augie's story they don't necessarily go on their own their own complete stories of their own unlike Uh, julian chapter right which it does right okay Uh, do you have any other questions well i was just wondering why do you think that justin's chapter wasn't correctly punctuated or capitalized correctly That is a great question, Clea. We will answer that plus many more on the next edition of Father Daughter Book Club. If you'd like to join the conversation, you may do so at fatherdaughterbookclub.com. We welcome all questions, comments, and feedback. You may also subscribe to us via iTunes, Google Play, or Pocket Casts. We'll see you next time when we finish our discussion of Wonder by R.J. Palacio. Bye. Bye. Bye.